It's five minutes with me. Hey, yo. Happy listening. This is five minutes with Marco and I am Marco. I want to talk to you today about, as the title says, disengaging spiritual autopilot. It's a little preface. Uh, the research that we, the youth cartel uh, and a couple other organizations did over the last couple of years on youth worker well-being, which told us that way too many youth workers are not attending to their spiritual health. And my experience with uh, those in our coaching program, which anecdotally reveals the same concern, caused me to reflect on an experience I had at my church a handful of years ago. I had some, I had scribbled some notes back then, sort of a journal entry, and I'm going to read them to you now with the present tense of that moment, hoping that they'll be helpful thoughts for some of you who are on spiritual autopilot. Here we go. Yesterday morning in church, a woman was sharing a stunning, vulnerable personal story. And in response to her trusting us, trusting me since I was part of the audience, with her raw emotional honesty, I was moved. I mean, I felt I choked up a little and experienced a short visceral engagement and in that, I noticed something. I think I've been on a spiritual autopilot for a month or so, all through Lent and Easter. Funny thing is, I didn't realize it until now. I've been coasting. I've been moving through life, checking off to-do items, all of which I enjoyed for the most part. I even had a nine-day vacation with my family, which had almost nothing to do with to-do items. But in hindsight, I can see that all I did was throttle back leaving the autopilot engaged. My response at the moment isn't guilt. I find that to be mostly useless, and new initiatives merely born out of a response to guilt are almost always nicely veneered legalism. Instead, my response, my response at the moment feels like, oops, I engaged my spiritual autopilot seasonally when I was working in churches. In fact, I think those Easter seasons were often a major time for the toggle switch to be tripped. My role was always frenetic, and the combination of whole church expectations and youth ministry programs, I normally led some sort of short-term mission trip over spring break. And I've often found, and maybe this is just my wiring, that during times of scheduled intensity, I don't allow myself space for self-reflection or presence and stillness or emotional engagement. Funny thing is, in my world these days, spring break and Easter are just the opposite of that horse historical busyness. My sixth grade guys' small group had a two-week break. My work, once spring break actually hit, was mostly put on hold. I hardly ever used an alarm clock to wake up over the last two weeks, but I still fell into the autopilot pattern. I know the party line for re-engagement. I taught it for years back in the day. Discipline. Ramp up the discipline and take steps toward vibrancy. But as I've grown older and more honest with myself, I know that's not the answer for me. I don't want to make a panacea declaration here because for some, discipline might be exactly what's called for. But for me, I found that a steroid shot of discipline moves me into a hollow repetition. It treats my soul like just another item on my to-do list. And that, I found, doesn't take me to where I really want to go, which is into the arms of Jesus. Instead, the best way I've found to trip the fuse on the autopilot is to engage my emotions. It's in my emotions that I find Jesus waiting patiently, saying, yep, I've been here all along, waiting for the moment you would return. 
there's a noticing that comes first, I suppose. Noticing the beauty in the complexity or simplicity of a musical composition, stopping to take note of the bursting green for, coming forth in my backyard or the amazing purple of the wisteria blossoms out my, outside my office door or the pink glory of the wall of bougainvillea and the path to our laundry room, which is actually a garage. Or hearing the thumping joy of experimentation passing easily through our walls as my son Max on drums and his bandmates pound out a song they're inventing. Or noticing the tiredness or pain or hope in the eyes of somebody I'm meeting with. But the noticing isn't enough in and of itself. I have to choose to allow myself to feel something in the moment of noticing. And those feelings, that's when things start to click. And that's when I feel start to feel a vibrancy return, start to feel my soul wake up from its autopilot slumber. Does this make sense to anyone else? Have any of you been almost crushed or at least drained by the expectations and pace of this past ministry season? Is there something in the noticing and feeling that could reset your soul? The Youth Cartel Podcast Network.